0: trying to chase you all the way. No. <laughs> Praise God. I want to welcome everybody this morning. It's good to see your faces, but I have a word that will hopefully encourage you. I'm not going to even say hopefully. I know if you receive it, it will encourage you. I know for a fact that God's word, when we take it, we receive it. That God said he watches after his word to perform it. Amen. And when we receive the word of God, God's going to make sure that that seed, the word of God that's in us, will grow. Amen. Amen. You guys know about the parables of the sower. He's talking about one fell on stony ground and, and so forth and so on, but one, the seed fell on good ground and sprung forth and brought forth fruit, Amen. frutas brings forth fruit. And that's what we need in a lot of our lives. And I'm going to try to stay on my notes, but I'm just starting to feel something. And I need, I really think I need to just speak about this for a second. Saints of God, we're in a situation in church where we have a lot of people in church that been in church and think they're saved. And we have reduced salvation to the fact that somebody just repeats a prayer. That's not the case. You know, I know what the Bible says, and people go, if you just believe on the Lord Jesus and confess with your mouth. But we don't, we miss the understanding. The whole thing about believing isn't believing just because you've seen it or you heard it. It means if you follow, if you accept him as Lord and Savior. Most people come to Christ because they need a Savior. Nobody wants the Lord. Because if I asked you right now, how many people in here want to be slaves? Wow. Wow. And then don't, don't get it twisted. Not, not, just, not just people of color, we're slaves. But if we sit back and think about it, you know, people don't want it. To, nobody wants to be a slave. But, you know, God calls us to be a slave. Not like the slave that you see or that you heard about in the United States, but he wants bond servants. Somebody that says, you're my Lord, I willfully give my life to you. That's why the book, uh, in the book of Romans, uh, verse 12, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. So when you see, most of us just want to give God our problems. Yeah, yeah. I'll sacrifice my problems. I'm going to sacrifice my financial situation. I'll sacrifice anything that's troubling me. But the only thing I won't give God is my best. Let's, let's, let's think about this guy. There was this guy. He was the oldest brother of two brothers at the time, and his name was Cain. And what we're constantly doing to God is, is, well, let me tell you what Cain did. When it was time for a sacrifice, Cain decided to just give God what he had. Well, his little brother knew what he should give, and that was God's best. He said, God, you give me your best, so I'm going to give you my best. So when he gave God his best, God said he accepted it. But Cain gave God what he thought he should give him. What I'm starting to think is, you know, he said it came from the earth. And if you think about it, the earth is dust, and dust represents our flesh, and flesh represents sin. So he gave God something from the earth. But Abel was able to do more. Abel gave of the fat of all the best and the first that he had. Somebody say first. Yeah, a lot of us are giving God our thirds. So we're building our life on Christ. Watch this, and everybody heard this on sinking sand. You can be discipled as much as you want to. you can learn about the disciplines, you could pray three times a day, you could read your word, you can memorize the word of God that still doesn't equal salvation. You know the whole saying when people say, uh, what, what, what is it, building, build, what? I can't even think of it right now. About building a house on sinking sand. I'm building my house on Jesus Christ, the solid rock I stand. There you go. You guys know what it is. All other what? All other ground is sinking sand. We, what, how, have we ever got the revelation of that? There's so many of us in here right now are trying so hard to be good Christians. I need to be a good Christian not what being a Christian is all about. It's not about rules. It's not about regulations. It's not about why oh, I got to do this. I gotta. It's about loving Jesus Christ with all your heart, all your mind and all your strength. Love aims to please. That's why Jesus looked at his followers and they said Lord what is the greatest commandment? He said love the Lord thy God with all your heart, your mind and your strength and the second is like the first. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. You can't love your neighbor as you do yourself until you love God with all your heart, your mind, and strength. Right now, who has a million dollars they can give me? I need need a million dollars right now. Who got it? You ain't got it? So how are you going to give something you ain't got? How can you expect to love your neighbors as yourself if you haven't received the real and true love? Jesus Christ talking to somebody in here. And I know God will interrupt the service for people in here because we are building our houses on sinking sand. We sit down and wonder why we're so lukewarm one minute, on fire the next, lukewarm one minute, super ice cold. It's because we built our houses on sinking sand. We never had a relationship with Christ to begin with. (laughs) Lo siento no espanol día, today. I'm just I'm just. the Lord is prompting me because these are the last days, saints this type of preaching isn't preached anymore in most of, most of our contemporary Christian churches we want to yell at all the old school churches and the guys that come in and they got the suits on and the organs and we talk about oh they're so traditional sir. but they're out there preaching the right gospel you come to this church because this is the way God has this church don't you ever sit down and talk about my wife because me and you are going to fight. Men, you going to let me sit up and talk about your wife? Huh? How about if I look at you and go, man, I like you, but I can't stand your wife. You ain't my friend no more. Right? Y'all laughing. I was like, hopefully every husband in here is like, yep. Watch this, though. You ready for this? The church is, is, is Jesus' bride. How dare you talk about his wife? You sit down and talk bad about Jesus' bride, the one he died for. Look, look, just because a church doesn't do things your way doesn't mean it's wrong. It means you just find another church. There's plenty of churches out there for all y'all, for everybody. Everybody. I always tell people, when people come to this church, and I'm like, hey, look, this is just how we are, okay? Don't come in trying to change us. This is how we are. And, and if you didn't like service, then you let me know. I'm not hurt by it. You just tell me, and I'm, I can ask, so what, what kind of church? Well, you know, I'm more used to something a little more traditional, uh, something that, that we sing hymns. I'm like, I know the church for you. I'm friends with a bu- bunch of pastors right here in Susan. I'll send you over there. Tell them Pastor John sent you. I'm not trying to build my kingdom. I'm trying to fill heaven with people from this city. So as I'm sitting here preaching to you, I'm not trying to be hard on you. I'm trying to tell you to wake up unto righteousness. Examine yourselves whether to see if you're in the faith or not. We can have fun. We can laugh. We can dance around all day, but we can laugh and have fun and dance dance our way around all the way to hell if we don't know Jesus Christ. He is my Savior, but he's also my Lord. You're sitting around here wondering why your life is so up and down. It's because you haven't dedicated yourself to Christ. It's that simple. We make things so hard. Just relationship. That's just like marriage. A lot of marriages don't work because we haven't given our full selves to the person that's with with us. We want to reserve a little bit just in case. Now what we do with God God, I'm just going to give a little bit to see how this thing works. You guys know what commit means? A commitment means I'm all in. I'm giving you everything. Everything and nothing less. And that's what God is calling us today, saints. No more playing. No more playing. My, my, my fear and I'm just here to tell you guys something. I'm just going to be honest with you. Think this over, okay? Please think this over. If somebody in your family dies and you ask me to do the funeral, if they didn't show any fruits of repentance or being saved, don't ask me to get up and preach about them going to heaven. Sorry, I'm not going to sit up here and lie to people. Well, you ain't the fruit inspector. I know I hear y'all because y'all are like, oh, why wouldn't you say that? Why would you tell people that? You know why? Because if you know somebody was living like they was ungodly and a pastor comes up here and talks about, well, they confessed Jesus, so they're on their way to heaven. Guess what? what you know what it's going to do? Make everybody else act like a fool. And your blood is on my hands. I will stand here and tell you the truth, even if it hurts you. The wounds, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Now, I'm not talking to some of y'all, you know, look, God gives us grace, and sometimes we make mistakes. Amen. That's fine. As we're traveling along the the road, getting to our destination, sometimes you might get a flat tire. Amen? We thank God for his roadside service. Come on. Like God, I'm tired, I ran out of gas. He'll come pull right up next to you and fill you up. Come on, y'all. You sit down, you get a flat tire, he'll come and change the tire for you but that's grace, and we don't want to frustrate the grace of God. We don't want to sit down in the middle of the street and you have a sideshow wearing out the tires on our car until they pop and then call Jesus. I was burning rubber, Jesus, that's all. You guys realize God loves you? He loves you with an endless love. Praise God. He loves you. And he wants you to give him his whole, the same way he went all out. Do you know God easily could have just leaned over and said, they're all forgiven. But he didn't because he wanted to show you what love is. See, him just saying it doesn't mean anything. How many people, somebody looked at you and said they loved you, never showed it? Come on. He's like, I love you, baby. Yeah, I love you, honey. That kind of love is, it it happens like, yeah, I love you as long as you're doing for me. But the moment you stop doing, then my love stops. That's not the kind of love that Christ gave us. The Bible said while we were yet sinners, Christ died. We were enemies of God. So you got to understand an enemy. If sometime in your life you had an enemy, you got got to understand this. We were enemies of God. We were hostile towards him. Hostile. I'm trying to get you to understand where we're at. Because we were just in such a a state of depravity and Christ saw that we had a need and he left his throne and he came, he lived as a man, then was wrongfully charged and then was persecuted and prosecuted by his own people, the ones that he was dying for. We spit in his face. We tore the hair from his face. We whipped his back. Then we made him carry his own cross. All the way up Galgotha. And y'all sitting here, some of us sitting here saying, that wasn't me. That was them. That, those were the Jews and the Romans. We all are the Jews and the Romans. Yeah. If you don't see yourself as one of them, I can guarantee you that you're not saved. Because you've never come to a place of knowing that you're a wretch, that you need Jesus Christ. Yeah. Salvation only comes when you know I'm lost. Without you, God. Some of us right now are in relationships, and we feel that way about the person we with. Can you imagine if you just take this from going this way and make it go vertical? I love my wife. Love her. Love her to life. But I love God more than her. I do. I remember the day God told me before we got married. Don't marry her. Yeah, y'all looking at me like what? And I loved her then, and my heart was broke. God told me no, not now. She's not the one. Heart was broke, and I called her up. I called her up immediately. Look, hey, uh, I was praying and I was fasting. I was. God spoke to me clearly. God, and uh, you're not the one. Yeah, I didn't have any tact then. you ain't the one breaking up. I, we ain't going to be together no more. Bye. Wow. Okay. Key, where Key at? Key and wow. Key and Broke up. Now watch this. I just have to tell the story this way because I was so holy. I knew God had a call on my life. And obviously he didn't want her with me to hinder my call. You see that? Do you smell it? Do you smell that? Do you smell it? Wow. Something ain't right in here. <laughs> Something ain't right in the fridge. Something ain't right in the fridge. Saints watch. So after some time, I'll make a long story short. After some time, the Lord released me. I, just, I was in prayer and fasting. He released me. And I called her up. And I said, hey. I'm like, hey, uh, how you still want to be with me? I hear it, uh, um, yeah, I say cool, I said cool, check this out though, check this out, if we are going to be together, let me put the phone down, if, if we going to be together, no hugging, no kissing, no holding hands, no being alone, we're going to say that for our marriage day. Watch this, because I've tried it before, and it didn't work. And I said, God, I want this to work because I really believe, since you said yes, that I want to do things your way. So she was, she was like, yeah, and it's funny, later, because she said, I ain't never had a man say nothing like that to me. Men, Usually men trying to get something from me. Everywhere we went, we had a chaperone. If we didn't have a chaperone, Papa and Mom would be with us, My wife's fine. Can I just be honest? She's fine. And I knew if I was going to be alone with her, I got game, y'all. I got game. I got game. I still got game. Ask her. I mean. Look, you can be a Mac, you just Mac on your wife. That's all. Anyway. Anyway, I'm just saying. So, anyway, this is what I didn't realize, and the Lord showed me. Because during our breakup, During our breakup, listen to this, my wife and I came from two different beliefs. We both believed in Jesus Christ. We believed in the right doctrine. But as far as being Pentecostal, we were different. I believed in the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. I believed in baptism of the Holy Spirit. At the time, she didn't. But while we were separated, and in her not understanding why this happened, and her seeking God's face while I was away from her, God met her in her own bedroom, baptized her, filled her with the Holy Ghost, in her bedroom with the evidence of speaking other tongues. She didn't say nothing to me. And it was funny that it happened, I guess, a few nights before I called her. And then the Lord spoke to me. He said, and this is how, this is how he broke me down. He said, you thought that I kept her from you because it was going to hinder your calling. He said, no, I had to get you away from her because I had a plan and purpose for her that you were getting in the way. Yeah. Right. Moted, right? Moted. But I say all this is God will not withhold anything from anybody that walks rightly with the Lord. That's why I'm saying it. Comes, it's about a relationship. And because I had a relationship with God, I was able to hear what He was telling me, give me instructions, so that everything that came to me wasn't a curse, it was a blessing. And see, God wants that for you because he loves us so much. He wants the best for us. It's not about a prosperous life and having big cars and all that stuff. That's extra. That's going to pass away. I'm telling you right now, you can't take a bins, a house, some clothes, some shoes ain't going with you. It's not. There's nothing wrong with it, but when you covet it, it's a problem. It becomes a God. But the things that will last forever is your relationship with Jesus. I'm telling you guys right now, you guys got to learn to love Jesus Christ for who he is. Not for his mighty works, but for because he is the mighty Savior. Because he is God in the flesh. Not because what he could do for you. Get out of this consumer mindset. What can you do for me, God? What can you do? Look, I'm going to give you, I'll give you me if you could do this for me. Remember that prayer, God, if you just do this for me, I'll live for you all the days of my life. It's like, I died for you already. Why aren't you, list, why aren't you living for me? Already, probably wouldn't have gotten the problem you're in if you was just following me. I'm going to close with this, and this is this video. Yeah, come on up. True repentance. I have to talk about it. Probably need to preach more about it. Repentance isn't saying, I'm sorry. It's not repentance. Repentance is a change of direction, which means a change of behavior, which means I'm wrong, and whatever comes to me, I know that I'm wrong, and I deserve it. I didn't get too many amens at that. See, there's, there's people that do this. There's people that say I'm sorry because they're about, the reason why they're sorry is because they're about to reap what they've sown. So therefore, they're not sorry what they did. They're sorry that they got caught and now have to go through what the consequences. That's I'm sorry. Repentance is I see the damage that I've done and I'm hurt that I caused hurt in you or other people. I am a sinner, God. And I know I deserve what I'm about to get. And I want to go through what I'm about to get. I just ask that we could be reconciled back in relationship. You hurt somebody in your life, somebody that you hurt somebody, you know, you, people in there, I'm sure you hurt somebody, and you want to make everything all right? You say, look, look, I deserve everything you're about to say to me, everything you're about to do to me. I deserve it all. I just, after I pay for what I've done, I just want us to be back in right relationship. And not just saying it, you start showing fruits of repentance. What are fruits of repentance? Let let me help some of you husbands out. Let's say you hurt your wife, you cheated on her or something like that, and she accepts you back. And then you go somewhere, go to the store, she starts calling you up. It might be months later. You guys apologize. You kiss. And you've come together a few times, and you, you think everything's all right. Hey, not a problem. And all of a sudden, you go to the store. You're gone a little bit longer than you should. She calls you up. Where are you at? Just at the store. I don't know. What's taking you so long? Why are you tripping? What's wrong with you? Because, you know, remember what you did. I, I, get, I said I'm sorry. Man, how long is it? Why can't you forgive me? You know, the Bible says you're supposed to forgive me. That's not repentance. Repentance is you go to the store and that phone call happens. Where are you at? I'm at the store, honey. What's taking you so long? I'm sorry, I ran into somebody. Wait, wait, where are you at? Honey, I'm I'm right here. You okay? No, I'm getting getting a strange feeling. I'm starting to feel like I felt the last time you cheated on me. Baby, I'm, I'm so sorry. You know what? Let me get the, matter of fact, stay on the phone with me stay on the phone. I'm going to go through this line. Take care of everything. I'm riding home and talk to you, babe. Matter of fact, you know what, honey? Let me give you the password to everything on my phone. And as long as it takes for me to win your trust back, I'll do everything. You know why? Because it's my fault that you feel that way. My fault. That's repentance. When we come to God, there were two men that went to the temple to worship. One was a Pharisee. When he prayed, he prayed out loud, God, I thank you that I'm not like that man right there. How many of us are doing that in church? Let me me tell you how we do it. This is how we do it. We don't do it during church. We do it after church. You know what we do? Man, pastor, preached today, that word was just for you. You didn't know it, did you? You didn't know you were doing it. Man, you should have been there. You should have heard that word. That's what we do. God, I thank you. I'm not like them. They're the ones that need that word. Pastor, ooh, pastor, preach today. You missed it. No. Every time the word's preached, it's for you. Make it personal. Ooh, that was for me. Hallelujah. But the other man who was a tax collector, who was a sinner, he was cheat, he was a thief, he was the lowest of the low, goes into the house of the Lord and the Bible says that he hung his head he was so ashamed that he had a hard time even worshipping but the Bible says he beat his chest and said Lord forgive me for I am a sinner restore me with your loving kindness that's where we need to be with Jesus And then we can start with discipling. I can't disciple you until you're saved because I'll be building a house on sinking sand. You got to be all in. We have people come to the altar almost every Sunday. This man, uh, Pastor Finney, great revivalist early 1900s. Thousands beyond thousands, tens of thousands that is his crusades. He's the type of man that would walk into a factory back in the day and as he walked into a factory, he'd just stand there and people would come run to him and start confessing their sins. Wouldn't even preach. Just that much anointing on him. But he would at altar calls filled with people repeating the prayer. And then people would come up to him and say, man, Pastor Finney, how many people got saved today? How many people were at the altar? He'd look at him and go, I don't know, we'll find out in six months. because it takes some time for people to start bearing fruit. The Bible says it. You will know them by the fruit that they bear. You know a tree by the fruit that they bear. Right? If you ain't bearing any fruit, you're just a shade tree. blocking out the sun. S-O-N. I don't want no shade tree, people around me. I want people that are fruitful. That's why God says this says come out from among them, be separate touch not the unclean thing and then I'll receive you this whole thing that's going around about oh man you know just give your life to Christ you can keep walking and doing what you want and God will just slowly change you, no you gotta yeah you gotta make a decision you gotta commit, you gotta get in and you gotta go through the hard stuff because I tell you right now there's some seasoned Christians in here to tell you that my road in this walk with Jesus ain't been easy Matter of fact, he's been all kinds of trouble. ain't got anybody to testify they've been through some trouble? Amen. You got to stand to your feet. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.